brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. This is Dr. Fauci reminding you to stay safe this winter season. I wouldn't do any traveling to see your family. In fact, the only traveling I would do would be going to the doctors to get your booster. I would even recommend getting between 15 and 20 boosters at once to kind of get ahead of the variants that will be coming right around the curve. So get ahead of that. Stay home, isolate, put a bag over your head, 10 masks, hide in the closet, uh, and stay warm, but also keep the windows open to keep the ventilation going. We should be back open by the year 2056, no problem. Welcome back. Welcome back to the final segment of Overdrive. I'm your host, Patrick Henningsen. This is the Sunday Wire and ACR's Boxing Day Blowout Special. Reminder, this is a live broadcast. If you're coming in midstream on the broadcast, you can hear the show afterwards. A few hours after the show, it'll be available up at the show page at 21st Century Wire, alternatecurrentradio.com, spreaker.com. And then much later, it'll be syndicated to all the major podcasting platforms, including iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify. So if you're on those platforms, you can subscribe to us there and it'll be there for you in uh, Monday morning or late, late Sunday night. So uh, we really appreciate your podcasting listenership as well as those on the live broadcast. Hello to everybody in our vibrant chat room at 21st Century Wire. Thank you for joining us there. And also hello to everybody at the ACR chat room. Always a ruckus in that department and also everybody on the Discord server uh, as well. So, so Hesher, um, we, we managed to, uh, you know, introduce quite a few content creators uh, on this, this week's program, on this Boxing Day special. Uh, I love the, the variety that ACR offers in terms of programming and uh, just before we get on to uh, 21 conspiracies and 22 predictions, um, do, do, do we have any, uh, any new shows uh, that are possibly coming online? Uh, you don't have to mention them if you, if, if they're by name, but uh, is the programming possibly going to expand on alternate current radio? Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, sole purpose is uh, our newest and we'll, we're going to have more coming. We're going to have uh we're going to start uh, doing uh, production meetings that we're going to air in public, and those will be uh, available very soon. We've already recorded a few. Uh, we're doing some, we've, we've established a new uh, call-in line. We have a, uh, a new show we're testing out called uh, The Drag Online, as in drag on, as in we're going to drag you on to the ACR live stream. So everybody, keep an eye on uh, 
uh, the Twitter account and the IG account and the webs, uh, website and all that, because that will all become, uh, available very soon. And yeah, we're, we're always looking for new talents for people that are, uh, you know, going to fit into this ecosystem well, and there's going to be a lot more to come in 2022. And we even have a late joiner, uh, Patrick, uh, I don't know. Um, he's a very big, very busy man in his industry, but if, uh, if we can convince him to do any sort of content, he might jump in there. You never know, but he'll be featured in the boiler room, uh, often, uh, his name is Corey Drayton. So, uh, say hi to Corey Drayton real quick here, Pat. Is he on the line right now? He is. All right. Excellent. Corey Drayton. Hello. Rick, it's so fantastic to be on with you. Yeah, likewise. Uh, Corey Drayton, so uh, tell us about your uh, what you're doing. I know Woke, Ref Re Woke Reformation, I think I pronounced that right. Uh, you've got a, a presence on Locals.com, and you're also doing quite a, a lot of your own work in, in, the, in the film world. But, um, yeah, give us a quick uh, introduction to yourself. Yeah, thank you. Um, basically, I'm a motion picture cinematographer. I've been working in Hollywood and the industry for about 24 years. And um, just been pushing back against some of the woke madness that's going on in the industry, how it's destroying our cultural myths and uh, just destroying the fun of going to the cinema. So um, Woke Reformation is a documentary project that I was lucky to be a part of. Uh, Travis Brown, who's another filmmaker I work with here in Portland, it's kind of his project. We're turning that into a feature film. Uh, currently, we've got eight episodes of kind of a web series available for people to check out. But um, there's so much more on the cutting room floor. There's a bigger story there. So that's going into production in 2022. And then I'm also working on another feature-length documentary, uh, essentially about universalizing trauma and what if there was a cure for it? Because we think that maybe a lot of the issues that we're dealing with in the world now stem from unprocessed trauma and a lack of universal shadow integration. So that project will be coming out late in 2022, and I'll be able to talk about it more then. No, that's that's great. I mean, I saw the also you did a interview uh, with with Hesher, uh, you and your um, your partner there on that project. But I saw a bit of that. That was really a nice, uh, you know, informal discussion I thought was great. And um, you've also appeared on a bunch of other people's uh, podcasts as well. So you've gone kind of doing the rounds there talking about uh, your project as well. So hopefully you've got a good, uh, how's the response been in general about, about the project? General, the response, I would say, has been great. I mean, I think it's flagged somewhat. Um, I would say that uh, people did not expect something like Woke Reformation to come out of Portland, of all places. And right, most of the pushback we're experiencing has been localized to our area here in Portland. We're finding it difficult to book sound stages for production. Travis has been all but blacklisted from the big production houses in town. Um, you know, a lot of people don't really realize that Portland is a satellite of Hollywood, and so word gets around. You get blacklisted in the industry. In Portland, it extends everywhere else. So I think we're feeling most of the push locally, and um, as we expand out, we'll get a better sense of the overall reception of the show. Um, I haven't been as involved since I'm working on this other trauma project at the moment, but uh, I can tell that people do... Uh, they were impacted by it because I have had people come up to me and say, oh, I saw you in that work reformation thing, you know, well done, good job. 
Um, so it is fostering an interesting discussion that seems to be ongoing. Yeah, it's uh, what what I think is fascinating, Corey, is that you said Portland being the you know the cauldron of the uh, the beast, as it were, with that whole side of things. But uh, you've also got the post millennial, and you know they're they're sort of based in in Portland um, as well. So I mean, in in they're reporting on all the stuff that's going on there, on more on the sort of um, not on the crazy radical. Um, uh, left side, but sort of on the uh, the other side. But it, it is an interesting <laughs> environment right now. Um, it's an interesting uh, test tube, as it were, Portland. It's an interesting sort of petri dish in a way, because I think that... I'm uh, actually from Interestingly enough, uh, I think that because of the insane nature of the environment here and people driving around every single day and seeing the homelessness and despair and apocalyptic Mad Max disgusting level of the city, a lot of people are starting to feel like, okay, wait a second, this isn't the social justice we were promised. Uh, and it's actually become a little bit of a sick joke. So you have uh, a lot of creatives and a lot of people who've never produced any creative content in their lives stepping up and making content, pointing that out. Uh, Pete Bogosian, who's a good friend of mine, uh, has been doing these live streams where he walks around Portland and he goes to the homeless camps and he points out all of the social justice that Portland has been able to uh, cultivate for itself. So I think that in this kind of environment, we're starting to see more artists and more people stepping up and pointing this out and talking about it. And that's a fantastic thing. I don't really know that that could have happened to the same degree anywhere else, ironically. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And uh, Andy No is obviously probably the most famous. Um, he's a at-large editor, I think, at uh, Post Millennial. But he's or m most infamous, depending on what side of the, the political aisle you sit in terms of Portland. But uh, he even had to leave the city for his safety of his own family. I mean, that's how serious that so they take this this political battle it's 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 a, uh, just say it's a serious thing uh when you're talking about portland isn't it it absolutely is it really is uh and you can you can feel just the oppressive nature of the place uh whenever you drive into the city i happen to live right now about 20 minutes outside of downtown and every time i go into downtown i'm going through these endless sprawl of despair and misery and homelessness uh, and just the dispossessed. And I think that um, it's people are starting to get sick of it on both sides, and they're starting to push back and say, okay, you know, what do we really have to tolerate this? And um, I think the pushback, you know, if it's happening on a number of different levels, if it's happening politically, if it's happening just um, in you know, everyday conversations between people on the street and in the arts, that's how we turn this thing around. Yeah, and, and if you can turn it around there... I'm telling you, that's a really, really important uh, place to do it because then that's, you know, you, you've literally flipped the uh, the stronghold um, of it. At least that's a good, a good, a good bit of uh, progress to work towards. But yeah, Portland. It's it. Well, the shame is, Corey is Portland is one of the most beautiful cities in in the United States, and it's situated in the most beautiful geographical area as well. So potentially, it should be like you know. Um, the, the, the jewel of the Northwest, but it's just become something else. That's the irony of it, uh, I think. 
agree with you more, Patrick. It's the irony and the great tragedy of it as well. I mean, I, I moved to Portland 11 years ago, and I was blown away by the majesty of the place. You know, when I walk my dogs to the highest point behind my house, I can see five snow-capped stratovolcanoes all from one spot. You know, there's an abundance of massive uh, old-growth uh, old forests, big Douglas fir trees, and the, the coast is a 90-minute drive west, and I can walk along beautiful sandy beaches or more rocky, you know, tempestuous coast if I'd like, take your pick. So the nature here is something that you just, you fall in love with it when you live here. And you just wish that um, it wasn't uh, so subsumed by this um, this political insanity anywhere along the I-5 corridor between San Francisco, Portland, and Seattle um, is where you tend to encounter this madness. You go far enough in the wilderness, things get a little bit more sane and the nature is certainly uh, healing, and it's it would be difficult to leave. I often think to myself, well, you know, do I pull up stakes and go someplace else again? Um, the sort of person who's been a nomad my whole life, hopping countries usually every two years. And um, it, the Pacific Northwest is one of the only places in my life that's felt like home, but that's because of the majesty of the land and the nature. So um, I really feel invested in doing everything possible to just push back on the politics, bring things back to a place of sanity. Um, and so hopefully it won't have to leave. Yes. Yes. And so, you know, if you want to get a little more depth in, in what Corey's talking about here, check out woke reformation. There's a link on our show page to his locals, uh, a page there at locals.com woke reformation, but you'll also be able to find various interviews and looking at the project. There's, there's, bits and pieces all over the uh, video sharing platforms as well from YouTube and then on the other alternative platforms too. So uh, check out Corey Drayton's work. Thank you so much, uh, Corey, for that little introduction. My pleasure, Patrick. Thanks for chatting with me for a bit and for having me on the show. And hopefully we'll continue this conversation uh, with Corey uh, and with all of our other content creators uh, and people working out in these various platforms, ACR and others. But um, Hesher, if you're uh, if you're up for it, we got a we can we got a couple minutes left in the final segment, and uh, I wanted to just I'm going to throw out my top ten uh, what I call real conspiracies of of 2021 and we this is something we do every year at 21st century wire and we archive the top 10 real conspiracies and uh and then we do predictions for 2022 and uh it's kind of a tradition but it's a it means there's a lot of work over the uh christmas and new year's holiday season putting that together but we're in the process of doing it now i'll just give you mine and then you can weigh in and anybody else that wants to come in and just throw out their one uh, what they think if I missed anything or they want to add anything or what they think might should be given more attention, please uh, do so. And then we got a couple minutes after that. We can just throw out everybody's got a prediction for 2022. I'd love to hear it. So would everybody listening as well. So here we go. The, the, this is what I've got so far. Top 10 real conspiracies. You ready for this? Oh, we are ready and willing. So we've got Corey Drayton, Mindspace Art, Sumo, Ruckus, Odd Man Out, Freddie Ponton, and the Truth Hound, and myself, Hesher, all standing by. We're, uh, I love this part of Sunday Wire and 21 Wire. Every year it's one of the things that uh, myself and I know a lot of uh, readers and listeners look forward to are your top 10 conspiracies and your top 10 prediction articles. 
Uh, we they, they come like clockwork almost every year. So uh, yeah, uh, we'll 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 hand it over to you here, Patrick. We'll see what Twenty One Wire has to say, and then uh, everybody that I just named, uh, just feel free to uh, open the mics up and and give yours once uh, Patrick is done here. Okay, so this is what I got so far, but this is subject to change. The the top ten conspiracies come out on on New Year's Eve, and the predictions on New Year's Day. Okay, so. Uh, here we go. Top 10, looking back and look, it's hard to choose because this has just been a dumpster fire. And in fact, that's going to be the, uh, the, the, the headline image for this is the dumpster fire. So it's been a global dumpster fire. So I've got a little bit of us international mixed. Okay. Number 10, the January 6th insurrection that wasn't okay. So that <laughs> Buffalo man, they strung up a couple of, uh, they got a couple of symbolic, uh, uh, prizes there uh, in the so-called justice system, but this idea that the January 6th protests amounted to some kind of insurrection is laughable, um, especially if you look at real coups and insurrections in history and around the world as we speak. I don't know, I'll put that one up there because it seems to be uh, occupying, it occupied enough uh, media time in 2021 and does, and they even still got political uh, uh, witch hunts going on as we speak led by people like Adam Schiff so that's a uh, again post trump traumatic stress effect there so that's number 10 number 9 is the Kyle Rittenhouse trial and the reason that's uh, given its own number right now I, I think just because I've never seen anything uh, so any narrative that's been done so wrong by the mainstream media, where they literally even denying the jury verdict, denying the evidence, and uh, up to the president, even you know, begrudgingly saying he accepts the the verdict but doesn't you know support it, kind of thing. So I've never seen anything like it. It really just speaks to the uh, the the total departure from reality that is uh, 2021 and the sort of the bifurcated. Uh, society that we're living in right now where some people are living in reality and other people are in this kind of postmodern uh, uh, dreamscape. Uh, that's the only way I can describe it. Number eight, Juicy Smollett. Or if you're from France, Juicy Smollett. Uh, the Juicy Smollett trial, the whole incident, um, this has been going on for a couple of years. They came to a, a verdict. He's guilty. But th this is just an unbelievable unbelievable bit of um, hate crime hoaxing. But again, like the Rittenhouse trial, the mainstream media decided what the verdict was going to be or decided what the narrative of the story was, and they just won't let go of that. And when the, the actual verdict from the trial showed that this was a, a hoax, basically, and they had all been invested in the narrative. They just basically have dropped it and don't want to talk about it now. So it, those are two... I think important barometers there, at least in terms of how far out of the bounds of reality the media and the the political classes have have become. Number seven, the collapse of CNN. I rarely get a chance. We we rarely get a chance to do real victory laps, like a proper victory lap, you know, chariot style. And uh, we got that opportunity with CNN. And I have to say, it's it was a rapid collapse in the last couple of couple of weeks. Uh, they, they're involved in a merger situation. I think the, the what will be their new boss um, is basically saying CNN needs to, they need to clean house. And the, the last scandal pretty much topped 
everything else. It, it took the biscuit with uh, their producer, I think is John Griffin, done on uh, sort of he's, he's up for pedophile charges. I mean, you just couldn't get any more apt with regards to CNN. Chris Cuomo, uh, his fall from grace. Hopefully Don Lemon won't be far behind him. Uh, but it really is the most corrupt media organization in the history of, of press and media. And uh, so it's good to see they're actually firing people uh, for a change. And then Jeffrey Tubin. It's just, it's terrible. It's beyond a dumpster fire. But it's a total collapse in CNN's. Uh, maybe they'll rebrand and just get rid of the name. It's such a damaged brand, Hesher. Don't you, don't you think? How can they carry on under that banner? It's, uh, it's a joke. I mean... Uh, they've really made a parody of themselves by just doubling, tripling, quadrupling down, reading every ridiculous script and story that they can get their hands on, that they get fed from the intelligence agencies. Because let's face it, most of this stuff is coming from intelligence agencies, NGOs, uh, Council on Foreign Relations programs, uh global global uh, cities programs, global cities initiatives, United Nations. These, that, that's where all these stories are crafted and coming from. And uh, CNN is, CNN, MSNBC, CBS, NBC, I could go on, BBC. They're all just uh, war propagandists, frankly, because they want us at war with each other. And that's what these people are pitching. They're pitching fear, hatred, and division and polarization and those things are only pitched by governments uh for a very specific reason and people are starting to cue into what that reason is and it has to do with uh you know we can uh, much to everybody's chagrin the collapse of cnn yes uh it's become quite obvious but at the same time there is this giant portion of the population whom it's not obvious to and uh they are the uh non-player characters of this uh, virtual life that we are in right now. And, and we're, we haven't seen the end of it, by the way. The, the, the Griffin scandal is about to expand, apparently, because there's somebody else there that looked like they might have been tag-teaming with him. I mean, just the culture of depravity at that uh, organization is something special, um, a seedy cabaret. I don't know how else to describe it, but it's it's going to get it's going to go from bad to worse. I predict they haven't bottomed out yet, is what I'm saying. Um, so, the inflation supply chain number six. So hyperinflation supply chains. All of these are a result of what government policy, pretty much from from beginning to end. And they're managed to blame it or try to blame it on COVID and the pandemic. But this is absolutely directly is a result of policy. So we're seeing a, 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 a rapid accelerated collapse of, uh, of the U.S. dollar in terms of value. Uh, this is a direct result of government policy. They're going to try to pan it off uh, on, on COVID, no doubt. So this is central planning at its worst. Supply chain, whoever used the word supply chain before, and all of a sudden it's the buzzword of the year. So you're seeing the mechanization. It's the central planning in terms of economics. This is definitely going in the wrong direction. And also the decoupling from China, which I think is probably a, a potentially uh, the decoupling of globalization is also a prelude to world war. Uh, certainly that's something that people need to be concerned about looking forward so that uh, and the end of interdependence and uh, the balkanization, that's definitely potentially a, a prelude to war. 
Russian invasion. So there was an anonymous number number five. An anonymous intelligence source somehow said in the last month to all the U.S. media outlets that Russia is planning to invade Ukraine. They're amassing hundreds of thousands of troops along the Ukrainian border. Uh, what is this but another anonymous intelligence uh, a comment that has been turned into what I think is one of the biggest con- fake uh, news stories of 2021, maybe of all time. Uh, they're, they're that desperate they have to try to conjure up a Russian invasion. So this is pretty amazing. So I don't know how much mileage they're going to get out of this, but they're not going to let go of it. And if the if Russia ends up uh, back, you know, taking they're doing military exercises. Apparently, they do that every year. Suddenly, the, and they're they're remarking of the concentration of Russian military assets around Crimea. Well, that's where their Black Sea fleet has been based since Catherine the Great. So they've always been there. They didn't have to invade Crimea because they're already there. You can't invade yourself. But uh, that's number five. Number four is Joe Biden's non-presidency. Um, if if anything, Donald Trump was a, a, a great master of the takedown. And Sleepy Joe uh, was very prescient. That, that comment, that name, that he label he gave Joe Biden, uh, this, a, a complete non-presidency. I've never seen anything collapse so rapidly. I mean, it took Jimmy Carter... You know, four years before people started regarding him or giving him uh, that that label as this kind of failed administration. Um, But Biden seems to have outpaced everybody uh, in history. And so who's running the country? This is the big question. Um, Will he last? Well, then maybe that's for the predictions for 2022. Um, Number three. Hey, Pat. forever. Sorry. Go ahead, Hesher. Uh, there's, there's also the, the deeper level of the, the Biden's non-presidency out there that we might want to address. There, there are people that uh, think everything is happening from a soundstage or a green screen, or that uh, you know there's a certain person actually pulling the strings of Biden, whether that's Pelosi <laughs> or the most recent guy that was named. I can't remember his name, but yeah, there's, there's also that one which goes into like uh, deeper, like deep fake levels. Yes, yes. And so I, I, I think um, I'd like to see them at least at least dig up and find me some pictures of corn pop. Um, and what happened to his son? Where is Hunter? Where has no one seen him in the last couple of months? So, I mean, that's uh, that's another story. I, the, I've never the, the Biden thing was a train wreck from the beginning uh, and it just gets worse and worse. Dude, the fact so, that the so fact you, that we got Biden as a president after the corn pop and the hairy legs speech, it just says everything we need to know. We don't need to know what if he's right or left, what color tie he's wearing, if he's real or not. I mean, the fact that they pushed that on us is just staggering. Oh, oh, it's worse than that. What about the diary, the daughter's diary uh, that uh, and then the rating of James O'Keefe's um, office and uh, his 6 a.m. Uh, Secret Service or police raid um, because of this diet. I mean, that that's pretty bad. Have you heard anything about that in the media? Nothing. Nothing. Too much. That's, you know, that's uh, that shows you how corrupt the system is there. But it's the most corrupt, it wildly corrupt fa- uh, crime family, the Bidens. Wildly corrupt. This is why he was put into power. He's completely compromised more than I would argue, more than any politician in U.S. history, I would argue. 
Um, it's really bad. But um, that's I'm not telling people anything they don't already know there. I just, you know, notched a minute number four. Number three, boosters forever. Indefinite boosters. That's right. Boosters, endless boosters for an endless pandemic and endless testing. So the, here come the boosters, the fourth shot. Then they're cutting the intervals uh, for boosters to three months. That means a fifth shot, a fifth shot. They'll start doling those out as early as March. So you will be, you will become a Microsoft PC needing updates, basically hooked up to the Windows uh, update system. That's what human beings are are destined to become under this crazy, absolutely insane um, booster conveyor belt. Uh, it's what else can we say? Number two, Omicron invasion. Just the, the ridiculousness of the whole variant. Uh, you know, the, 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 the variants, they require the variants in order to maintain the emergency use authorization, which creates a liability shield for pharma. This is why they run the variants. It's why they're going for the children. It's to keep the whole uh, uh, guaranteed product purchase um, windfall for the transnational drug cartels. That's what they are. The, 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 the drug cartels in Colombia, I would argue, are probably more ethical and on some level more honorable than the transnational pharmaceutical corporate drug cartel. Now we know for certain, okay, that, that that's probably an accurate statement, and that's pretty bad. So anyway, the Omicron invasion, uh, so the, the, the spacecraft landed. It's War of the Worlds, 1960s style, Flash Gordon style, and everyone fell for it. A completely fake contrived narrative. The variant, next one's Omega, by the way. Wait till, wait till the Omega invasion. That'll be a beauty. You'll, you'll get a good laugh. That's number two. Uh, number one, number one conspiracy was a conspiracy theory if you uttered this back in 2020. And if you would have got uh, your YouTube account suspended, if you did a video just basically saying this was a problem, which happened to me in uh, the spring of, of or winter of 2021, which is the vaccine passport. It's, this, is, this is the holy grail of the agenda, okay? This is what COVID was for. This is what the vaccines are for, is to establish this control grid, okay? That would radically transform um, society, add to that central bank digital currency, cashless society, great reset agenda, and you can see how that all fits together. So that's when the conspiracy theorists uh, stepped forward and are, on, are now vindicated, uh, I think, Hesher right across the board. Yeah. Yeah. I was uh, thinking about this segment last night while I was doing Hessian session and I was thinking to myself, well, you know, it's 2021. Whose conspiracies are we talking about here? Are, are we talking about the ones that uh, we all got slandered for when asking questions, um, you know, back a year ago, two years ago. So uh, for example, like one you just gave, or uh, it's, it's now a proven conspiracy theory that international governments were going to mandate citizens to take the vaccine. That's something that we and a lot of our colleagues said long, long ago when this first started. Uh, it's proven that they were going to require vaccine passports for travel, which is something that we were called conspiracy theorists for predicting. 
It's proven that it would be mandatory for kids in school, something that Spore and I have been pointing out since 2015 when they started that in California. Um, it's also proven that the PCR test is not a diagnostic tool, which shouldn't have, have to been proven because the inventor said so uh, before all this even happened. And it's also been proven that governments around the world can and will treat healthy, law-abiding citizens as though they are dangerous criminals or sick people. So uh, there you go. Uh, those, there's, there's all the ones that uh, have been proven that are now shown to be true and things that people like everyone on this call have been saying for years now. Let's do a quick whip around uh, to, to the room. And uh, have we missed anything? Does anybody want to add um, anything to that list for 2021? But um, yeah, if you want to help facilitate that, Hesher. Yeah, certainly. I'll go, I'll go in order the way I see everybody here on my screens. I'll start with the Discord. Odd man out. Uh, you're up first. Any, uh, anything you want to add to that or uh, predictions for the coming year? Well, it's, it's a great list, so I can't really think of much of anything significant other than that. But uh, I kind of hesitate to make any real solid predictions. I think it's going to be more of the same, as boring as that sounds. I think they're going to try to play these uh, tactics out that they've been playing on us for the last year plus and uh, just try and hope mm -hmm. that not enough people wake up. You know, I think it's going to be division tactics you know, completely through until the end of whatever they're trying to do. And then uh, they'll come up with something else to try to divide us even more so over that. And so uh, I'm just thankful that uh, we have outlets like 21 Wire and Boiler Room and ACR and all the great shows on here and, and a few other, the, the Truth Hound people like that, because I think as these things go on, we're going to be needed more and more to try to get real information out right. because I see things just getting worse and worse with the controlled media. So, um, yeah, that's, yeah, go ahead. Oh, so uh, Freddie, you want to go on mute? I think, um, Freddie, I, I hear Freddie talking in the background. Yeah. You pop it on mute. There we go. Yo, so that, that's great. Um, odd man. Thank you for that. Yeah. There's, um, there's a bunch of other stuff that we could add as kind of honorable mentions. So we'll probably have to make space for that. Uh, as well, like Hillary making her return to politics. I, I think that's as sad as that sounds. It's actually, I think, inevitable. It just follows a kind of predictable pattern. So, but uh, yeah, it's been an interesting uh, dumpster fire in 2021. But um, yeah, so let's continue, Hesher, uh, round, round table. All right, let's head over to uh, Ruckus. Ruckus, go for it. Yeah, Patrick, I'm, I'm, <clears throat> Got to say that, yeah, I agree 100% or more, 1,000% with your number one pick about the passports because I don't know if you caught on to the, the latest series I was doing on my show was exploring that that topic exclusively and, and traveling back in time through the news and the headlines and what the experts and the scientists and the doctors and the politicians were saying about whether or not they would ever do such a thing. Um, and yet here we are. And that's the number one thing that I could have told people last year, hey, you know, careful, this is a slippery slope. Next thing you know, they're going to de demand a health passport before you can travel. Oh, no, they did that in Nazi Germany. We learned our lesson. No, apparently we didn't. So uh, kudos to you for picking that as the number one. A few of my uh, honorable mentions for you is um, – now, granted, some of these things have been going on throughout the, the pandemic anyways, but uh, 
you know, we've seen actual real life science and scientists get replaced by a trademarked and branded version of quote unquote, the science. And that's really interesting to me, their focus and their, their idea of adding and changing words. And that's another one that they've been doing. They've been redefining the words, what a vaccine is, what immunity means. And um, as part of my prediction, I think we're going to see a lot more of that moving forward. Uh, right there. Um, and uh, one other thing that's very interesting, it kind of passed under the, the radar, but I think this is a very big deal, is the fact that we're seeing out in the open these private partnerships with governments come out and being glorified as a big deal. We're seeing the time person of the year, Elon Musk, you know, these billionaires in space, but he goes on, on history as being the first, you know, producing the first operational space flight performed by a private company. So I think we're going to see a lot more of these private big fortune 500, now 100, now 50, probably down to 10 before you know it, that are just going to be running everything. Um, yeah. That's that's where we're at, I think, sadly. But thanks yeah, for having yeah. me on uh, again. No, thanks. Thanks, Ruckus. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I made a note there. You're right. And they even changed the definition or they created for anti-vaxxer to include anybody who opposes a government mandate so they, they've codified a pejorative an open a blatantly pejorative term uh and which vilifies people who oppose government mandatory vaccination policies and it's so it's corrupted at the level of the dictionary now and that to me is one of the most frightening things that i witnessed and that we need to push back hard against um uh, against these organizations who are you know, codifying the recodifying the language like this. It's just beyond the pale. But um, thank you, Ruckus. It doesn't get much more Orwellian than that, folks. Just stop and think about it. No, it doesn't. That's Ministry of Truth writ large. But um, yeah, go ahead, Hesher. Uh, we're going to go over to Corey Drayton next. Corey, you got any, uh, any comments on the uh, um, conspiracy list or predictions here you'd like to throw in? I would say, first and foremost, that list is fantastic, and I couldn't agree more. Um, I think in terms of honorable mentions and predictions that I might have, um, I know that Josie Smollett's whole fiasco that was mentioned, I would predict that the next instance of a contrived hate crime that we're going to see is going to happen in a virtual space like the metaverse. Because I think that um, that is the next realm that is to be colonized by these people. Uh, so they're going to extend their their mimetic warfare into virtual spaces, and I would see and predict a uh, virtual hate crime or something of that nature occurring there so that they could establish some dominion of their rules and their ethics in that space. That would be number one for me. Um, and I think the second one might just be um, sort of riding the trend of uh, kind of, of a return to analog media, I think that's going to expand politically. I think people are going to return to print dictionaries, print history books, and some sort of codified sources that remain static, that are not um, subject to being edited by the machine. Um, so I think we might see a return to more of a con uh, concrescence of human knowledge, I think, as more of the stuff gets pointed out, how they can move the goalpost and redefine words to their own liking. Yeah, no, I like the analog media. Excellent, 
excellent way to uh, encapsulate that. Yeah, I hope we see a return to to print. If if anything, Corey, just to redress the imbalance because it is so heavily weighed on the digital side, and, uh, and so I would like to see, like vinyl has returned uh, with a vengeance. I'd like to see the same with especially print magazines. Same here. That is that is a not only an amazing format to have a tactile relationship to the uh, the printed word to art and photography. I think there's a hunger for that, and I think if we can if we can tap into that as content creators mm-hmm. who are more um, you know on, on on our side of of the fence in terms of our message and the ideas that we explore, if we could get that into print and into a type of media that people feel has real physical, tangible, tactile value. Uh, that is something that I would love to see more of in 2022, and um, hopefully we will. I would love to be part of that myself. No, and, and that's uh, I just want to give a shout-out as well um, to New Dawn Magazine out of Australia. They're on the front line of the battle for freedom and liberty, and the new special issue is out. It's called Decoding the Signs of the Times, and uh, I am proud to say I've uh, contributed a feature uh, to that, and it's called Overcoming the Noble Lie, uh, talking about this this ancient Greek concept of the noble lie that to, in order to keep everybody in their place in society that the elites have always throughout time uh, pushed out what, they, what we call the noble lie, and uh, this really designed for the good of the, uh, of the plebs, to the good of the, the peasants, that they have to adopt these non-reality narratives in order to maintain order. Uh, within society, and that's exactly what we've got with the global pandemic. That's a print magazine. There's a link on uh, 21stCenturyWire.com. You'll see on the main page, Decoding the Signs of the Times, special issue for New Dawn magazine. Click through and check it out. They've got digital copies, plus they've got the print edition. You want the print, obviously, because the covers are amazing. He's got the uh, uh, the QR code and the VR goggles on the front cover, this great illustration. But um, yeah, it does uh, it does spark your imagination, and it's a totally different experience, as, as Corey Drayton just said, uh, with regards to handling a tactile, a real physical uh, print uh, uh, product there. And uh, great writers at New Dawn Magazine. Click through and check it out, everybody, if you haven't. And I, I, if you can, I encourage you to pick up an issue if you can. Support New Dawn, one of the last great uh, independent print publications on the planet. Been going since 1991, so uh, it's a great organization, and uh, you got to have an open mind though to read that one, because there's a lot of challenging material in that magazine. But um, okay, back to back to you, Hesher. All right, uh, let's see here. We're working our way through the group here, everybody. Thanks for joining us for uh, this Boxing Day special, Alternate Current Radio. 21stCenturyWire.com, uh, and Corey Drayton is uh, already marking predictions, uh, I don't even know if he knows this, that are coming true right now. I saw a report last night saying that uh, a girl tried to report that she was inappropriately groped in the metaverse. So there you go. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> that's that's nothing compared to what's been going on in Second Life over the years. <laughs> right? right? Oh, my gosh. We're talking that- about... W- <laughs> Walking into night, virtual nightclubs in a suicide vest and literally detonating it. Yes. Okay. So, so like ruining the DJ set, right? Oh, totally. Um, yeah. 
But anyway, that's another. We we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll have to do a special program on the metaverse. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll explore that one further there. Maybe that is a starting point. So that'll be fun. Right, right. All right, let's so, uh, let's go over to uh, the host of Soul Purpose here. If he's able to unmute, he's uh, multitasking today. But uh, Mr. Mind Space Art, I'm giving you a long wind up for this pitch, just in case you're uh, you're busy doing your uh, your day job there. But go ahead and unmute. Uh, and, that's all right. All right. I'm 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 ready. I'm ready for it. I mean, you guys have covered so many topics of what we're just seeing in this absolute deluge of madness that we call the year 2021 about to flip the page into 2022. And of course, we're going to see everything that you guys have talked about thus far, but we're also going to see more, I think, of the ramped up uh, madness nature of the MK culture, right? That's what I call it, the mind control culture. Um, of course, in the past year, we had satanic shoes and, um, you know, pop stars um, <clears throat> engaged in explicit acts with the devil. Um, and that was sort of broadcast to the masses um, and, and in sort of a ritualistic fashion, not only of demoralization, but just, just forcing a sort of, I don't know what the word is other than satanic decay into the mindset of the populace. Um, but we shouldn't be surprised because intertwined with that, we've basically got, you know, the Bernaysian Netflix uh, mega weapon, right? I mean, people think of this stuff, oh, it's just entertainment, it's just media. No, it's basically a thermonuclear, uh, you know, tactical weapon onto the minds of the, the target population. And what are they pushing? We're seeing the pushing of what is coalescing into that new religion of our age which is sex, drugs, rock and roll, and more importantly, absurdism, which is the cherry on top of the Sunday of just despicable insanity. Um, so in terms of predictions here, I'm just going to rattle off a few of mine that I have. Uh, this is just in bullet point fashion, but <laughs> I can't do other than that because the times are so kind of apocalyptic in their nature that you, you don't know necessarily what you're seeing. But um, you know, I predict that we're going to see more hermetically sealed bubble babies. Um, we will, if people plug into the metaverse, uh, we will increasingly see that our world turns into uh, the, the worst nightmare of an H.R. Giger painting. Uh, we're going to see a tsunami of self-harm, vaccine scholarships, uh, LARP festivals, hallucinogenic holidays, LSD TV, the resurgence of voodoo, magical thinking and human sacrifice on the altar of science. Um, and, and that's just, I think, a piece or a part of what we may see. Um, we had a passerby saying that that sounds fun. Um, very interesting stuff. So um, anyway, that's, that's kind of my prediction there. Um, and we'll, we'll just see how the currents of the time roll. But uh, back to you, fellas. Thank you so much for having me on the show today. No, thanks. That's Mind Space Art. And check out his podcasting series, Soul Purpose. There's a link on the show page. I like that, Hesher. Um, uh, bubble, some bubble action. Uh, who, who on this call is old enough to remember John Travolta as the original boy in the hermetically sealed bubble, right? Oh, hands are raising over here in the Discord, all of us mostly. So, yeah, too many old geezers um, on this call. But uh, look, uh, before we go back to the Discord uh, queue, I want to get uh, Freddie Ponton on the line and just get him to weigh in. So, Fred, in terms of 
did we miss anything on the conspiracy list? And <laughs> throw us a prediction for 2022. I'm um, going to be a little bit away from your list. Uh, it's a fantastic list, by the way. And yes, the verbiage is speak for itself. Uh, when everything is possible, when you play with words, you know. So yes, I agree with uh, your list, and it's really uh, on point. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to just give you my conspiracy theory, and it's going to be an interesting one, although it's miles away from, from the subject, but uh, you will see that it ties in with the COVID-19 uh, uh, case they make. Uh, there's been a, a big questions on every French lips at the moment, and it is what lies behind the theories of uh, targeting Brigitte Macron, the, um, the French president's wife. Uh, the wife of the French president has faced a lot of rumors that she's a transgender uh, woman. Uh, so we've seen that with uh, Michelle Obama back in the U.S. I know there was some talk about that with Jacinda Ardern in New Zealand and so on and so forth. Now, uh, what's interesting is there's a lady called Natasha Ray. She came forward uh, with a full investigation, actually a three years investigation in the past of Brigitte Macron, and uh, she exposed that to the to the greater public. And uh, she's done a thorough job, to be honest with you. And uh, although Brigitte Macron had a, a very Catholic upbringing, there's nothing holy about her story, but her story is full of holes. So that's a very interesting thing because this lady, which happened to be also pretty much a, a resistance, she's uh, what the, the government called anti-vax, she actually put a um, some kind of a, um, how do you call that, a, an ultimatum to the uh, to the French government telling them that if they were to force vaccination on the French population, uh, she had already placed the entire documents and the entire proof uh, that Brigitte Macron was born a man. And that has been placed with a very well-known lawyer in France. And uh, so that is the ultimatum that she puts uh, uh, on the table with the French government. So I found that uh, quite interesting because uh, it is a conspiracy theory, but it links with uh, also with uh, the Vax uh, story as well. So let's see how that's going to unfold. But uh, I've reviewed it myself. I've uh, I found it a little bit like obviously but uh, when I kind of deep into this investigation I've realized that there was a lot of holes in the biography of Brigitte Macron and uh, my own research shows that uh, definitely there are questions that need to be answered so I predict that there's going to be a huge scandal about Macron's wife um, as early of next year that that will be my uh, my conspiracy and my prediction for next year. And she's quite a bit older than Emmanuel Macron, right? She's yeah. Like, well, that's one of the holes, you know. She's known and to be sixty-one years old, uh, but I think she's older. And uh, when you go back into the biography and everything she said, um, we realized that the media again, the media has played an important role in selling her uh, a kind of a fifteen years difference in between both of them. But uh, when you really look at it, there's more than twenty years difference. And Macron was definitely a minor when she he was dating Brigitte Macron, which obviously bring a, a, a big problem and a big subject in France, which is the pedocriminality and pedophilia oh in goodness. France as well. So it's, it's bubbling and it's coming out. Uh, let's see. Let's see what's going what's gonna to come out. But I, I found that interesting to throw in. Oh, you guys are a real dark horse over there. I'm telling you. <laughs> Talk about salacious. Yeah, it's... Uh, You've just yeah. ticked all the boxes there, Fred. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we have it all, we have it all. Totally debauched. Uh, We'd yeah. expect nothing less from uh, the uh, Elysee Palace, right? 
Yeah, well, it's we 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 lost our kings, uh, as you know, and we kind of get get rid of them. But uh, they're still there and they're still active with kings, you know. So if you look at the history of Louis the Fifteenth, pedophilia was uh, uh, absolutely accepted amongst the royals and the, the aristocracy. It was absolutely almost legal, you know. So, yeah. um, so it's we've we've never stopped and. Uh, uh, and, and the debate again, you know, has never been really brought seriously to the table, and it's always been kind of enshrined with conspiracy theories and discredited as soon as it comes out. And uh, I find it funny that Brigitte Macron takes it so seriously that she actually took a, a lawyer and she's going to press charges for defamation. Uh, that's ridiculous, uh, and uh, obviously it shows that uh, she's going on the defensive. Uh, if you have nothing to hide, you don't need a lawyer. You just laugh and, you know, you laugh it away. You just la laugh it off as an Internet man, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I think so. there's something fishy there, but, you know, time will tell. Interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> so back to you. Uh, back to you, Hesher. All right. We're going to go to Sumo of the Mystical American Patriot Society. Sumo, thanks for being here with us and hanging and uh, over to you, man. Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, Corey, I liked everything Corey said. I hate to, to break it to him. It's going to be worse than you imagine because, of course, the metaverse is going to be 100% ruled by furries. If no one's made that connection yet, it's obvious that's going to happen. It's just going to be um, overtly sexual people with animal avatars groping you all the time forever. That's just what it will be. It'll be furry hate crimes. Um, that's the next thing. It's the next thing. Furryism is the next thing. Because I think they want to do pedophilia is the next thing, but that's too big of a jump. There's still not too many people onto that. So maybe uh, bestiality is their next go-to. And you just sort of weave into that by putting on a cat suit, you know? And um, so that's coming. I think Corey's 100% correct that um, when you get back to the physical, uh, that also just grounds you a lot. You can't be like the, it's just good for your, your brain too. Like looking at a physical page is, is less addicting than looking at the screen with the flashing coloring the lights. I loved everything Corey said. Um, as to your list, um, I'm going to go through, I, I, I agree with your list. I want to add one that's for me, for me, the biggest one of this year was obviously QAnon, which you could argue was last year, but it had its crescendo in January 6th, where everyone, the Q, I mean, the Q shaman, right? He was that, we still don't know who Q was. It was probably the CIA. But the great thing about Q is people still, they're still believing it. And if you keep following the Q people, they've morphed into like this weird, the first time I got involved with a Q person, he told me that my vibrations were off and I wasn't going to reach the fifth dimension. So that sort of person is running around with horns on their head. And that, to me, was the, the best conspiracy of, of the year. Uh, and then for you, for your list, the boosters for me, I would have put it number one. Because that doesn't make any sense in anybody's uh, science. How is that even supposed to work, right? Because like the people are like, oh, you had a flu vaccine every year. It's no big deal. Well, one, that was always premised on well, the flu has the flu has mutated. There's a new variant of the flu every year, multiple ones. We pick the most common one, we think, and we make a vaccine for that one, right? It, but it gave you immunity to that one, and you might pick up the other one. 
But this is like they're not even pretending. They're just giving you the same vaccine over and over and over again. And what even would be the biological mechanism for a vaccine which did not create immunity, but which somehow reduced symptoms? No one's ever explained how this would be possible. Because if your white blood cells recognize a thing as a threat, then they attack it. They only... You only get sick if they don't recognize it until they do, right? And then they go, oh, we need to get this. Like, no one's even explained how it could even be possible. And so the whole medical theory has been turned upside down over this thing. So I don't know how any of it uh, makes any sense. No, no. What You you, you hit on an important point there, Sumo. And I'll I'll explain to you what used to be the legal legal, uh, definition for uh, the immune response that that got it to basically be passed by the FDA, it had to show a 5x antibody elevation. So if, if that, that that was supposed to assume that, that it provided uh, immunity to said uh, pathogen, um, they've changed that for this fact this quote vaccine, and now they just have to show that it's 70% effective. Well, that's that's the pharmaceutical companies doing their own, uh, uh, basically rigged yeah. cl- clinical trials, uh, quoting the relative risk reduction, which is a total fraud. Uh, they're not saying the absolute risk reduction, so they don't even need to show an antibody response anymore because they're no longer in the realm of what used to be defined as vaccines. I mean, you can't get any more corrupt than what we're witnessing now. I agree that they, they all pretense of the FDA even doing its own science has just been like, well, you know, Pfizer said it was pretty good. So uh, I guess we're going to go with it. And that's just that's literally what they said. Like, oh, yeah, Pfizer's research said it was this. And we can't look at the research until 2075. But we trust them, even though they they are uh, known convicted felons, much like Bill trust Gates. Them. Yeah, we often like that. I wish someone when he's on stream, when he's talking on the news, would just go, aren't you a felon? Weren't you convicted for like crimes, like real crimes, like and Microsoft had to be like shut down and stuff. No one ever brings yeah. that up. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when he became a philanthropist. Uh, yeah. That, oh, and, another... and I 100% think that uh, Bridget is a man. There's no, I mean, of course she is. Have you seen her? I, it's like, our, I, I mean, it's just old yeah. people, you know, old people, it's like young p- babies are hard to tell the gender apart, you know? And then when people yeah. get old, they sort of merge back together a bit. Like an old man and an old woman that's not very old. They don't really, so, you know, I think it's, it's like that. When you get an old enough person, you put a wig on them and you're just like, yeah, yeah. I mean, look at Bill Gates. Someone just put a, put a, a photo of him in, the, him in the discord. He's old enough. He could be a lady with short hair. That's a grandma. Uh, you know, she, she, she might just be, might be a, uh, a you know tomboy in the kind of professional volleyball sense, but um, and we 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 can we can audit the uh, the the gender um, hopefully in a more deeper analysis. Uh, but thank you for 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 injecting that one in there. And uh, You're Mark welcome. Anderson, You're welcome. no, thank you, Sumo, uh, Mystical American Patriot Society is a link on the show page as well. And um, Mark Anderson. Uh, any missing conspiracies from that list and uh, throw us a prediction for 2022. Well, one thing I would say is a, it's a larger realm of the conspiratorial uh, milieu, you might say, is the germ theory of disease itself. 
I've talked to a lot of naturopaths. I've written about health a lot. And really, illness is much more about terrain, the shape that your body's in with regards to toxins from the air, soil, water, and food additives. So the whole germ theory of disease really needs to be put on trial. It doesn't mean pathogens don't exist. It doesn't mean they don't do things, but they're opportunistic when they encounter a weak system. And we're weakened by everything from atmospheric modification, in my opinion, down to the uh, deplorable uh, state of the standard American diet, or SAD as it's called. So that's sort of an ongoing, if you will, conspiracy. At least it's a big cover-up, a big misdirection. But from there, I would just add the 2020 election, at least as honorable mention, because they, they I, as you know, Patrick and Hesh, they, they engineered and leveraged COVID in such a way where they made it sound like even showing up at a polling station was a, a dire risk to life and limb. So all of a sudden we have this mail-in ballot thing, and then you already had the inherent cheating going on inside the machines of uh, ESNS and uh, Heart Inner Civic and Diebold, which became uh, the, the other uh, company, um, Dominion. But anyway, you, know, you had the pre-existing weaknesses in those systems and how they're engineered to flip votes without necessarily needing outside interference in the machines. The, the, the software is uh, done in such a way where they can, they can flip an election. So the election itself was conspiratorial in the sense that they used COVID as leverage, uh, had all these mail-in ballots added into the vulnerabilities and um, underhandedness that was already going on. And so then that gave us what another one that you listed there, Patrick, um, either as a main one or, or as an add-on, and that's Creepy Joe himself. The whole Biden regime, uh, it's, it's just you know, probably the most crooked politician to ever inhabit any U.S. office anywhere uh, in the entire history of the U.S. and possibly beyond. So everything kind of ties together. The, the stolen election, the, the rigged underhanded election, then January 6th comes out, and that's one of the reasons people were protesting. It was a rally and protest, not an insurrection, against what they knew was a, a stolen election. And then... Um, that gives us Joe Biden, uh, Trump, despite his imperfections, what, whatever his faults and foibles may have been, was obviously decidedly better than many presidents we've had in recent times. So he's pushed to the side, and now Joe's got almost free reign on COVID. And so if I had to make a prediction, however, and I'm not, I've never been real comfortable making predictions, and I don't want to be too long here. We've been going on a bit, but the... There's a difference between prophecy and a cautionary note. Prophecy, you just try and make, you know, uh, a prediction or, or a feeling of what might happen. Um, it's almost biblical in proportion sometimes. But a cautionary note is what can and might happen unless we take, um, you know, preventative actions or what can or might happen if we take positive actions that will make happen something that we want to see happen. So, um to give, to give the show uh, a more positive conclusion today, I would, I would sound a cautionary note in the positive sense that the media, as CNN indicated in, in your list, Patrick, the media is beginning to crumble, and I think it's going to crumble a great deal more, thanks in part to our own efforts. And so that would be my quote-unquote prophecy, but more of a, of a personal note, if we do the right things, if we 
avoid doing the wrong things. And we really press the media, you know, look into their licensing, do what needs to be done, do the right thing. Then that prediction will become reality. And CNN will be the start of a huge downturn in the mass media cartel, which would be one of the greatest things that could possibly happen. So I would say, let's fulfill that prophecy and make it happen. And that would be my two cents for now. Uh, that's that's a great uh, great summary. And yeah, I dropped a link in the uh, the group chat here. Hopefully, Hesher will share that on Discord. But uh, we did our 2020 conspiracies. Uh, we, yeah, we put the 2020 election was in there. So that's a good sort of prelude to uh, the January 6th, which will be in uh, probably in this year's uh, uh, con top conspiracies of 2021. But yeah, the stolen election of of 2020, and yes, using COVID as the uh, excuse to do mass mail-in ballots. So, I mean, that's where it began, and it just goes a lot deeper than that, obviously. But uh, thank you, Mark Anderson from Stop the Presses on RBN and truthhound.com. There's a link to both Mark's show on RBN, a radio show, and also his website, The Truth Hound. It's on our show page right now. And so, uh, Hesher, have we, got, have, we, have we got anybody left? Just me. I have ah, some predictions. So here we go. Um, All right. Let, so, us, let us know what you think. Here we go. Here we go, everybody. You'll, listener, regular listeners of this show, you'll get more apologies from people who called you a conspiracy theorist nutball, number one. Get ready for those. We've been waiting on those. We've been memeing about them all year. Get ready. <laughs> We're pining for it, right? Yeah, they're coming. I already got one. I got one of those calls right before Boiler Room the other night, and Shout out to Chord out there. Thank you for that. I appreciate it, and I love you, man. Um, you'll see the majority. This one's a big one, everybody. This is a big one. And this has to do with what you guys were talking about with regards to language and dictionaries. You'll see the majority of people become anti-vaxxers by definition. The way that they have defined it is now going to make it such that so many people out there right now who are um, with almost malice calling you an anti-vaxxer, they will soon be anti-vaxxers. The only way they can not be quote-unquote anti-vaxxers is if they go and stick to the schedule. And I'll reference this last Thursday's Boiler Room if you want to think about what it is to get in the mindset of that kind of person right now. And uh, more and more people are going to be turning away from the official definition of vaxxed because it is just going to become unbearable. So get ready for that. Uh, you may see some more apologies in that regard, too. Um, next one, you will see the collapse of the whitewash of the Epstein and Maxwell uh, situation and the narrative that protects human trafficking rings. And that's been referenced in this show today, too. People are, you know, I'm sorry. The meme war wins in Epstein. Everybody knows, hashtag, Epstein didn't kill himself. And everybody's starting to figure out why. All right? Yeah. And then the, uh, my final one, Pat, you'll see a rise in the popularity and pervasiveness of alternate current radio, 21stCenturyWire.com. The Oddcast, The Daily Ruckus, Soul Purpose, Primal Edge Health, The Mystical American Patriot Society, UK Column, Stop the Presses, 
this show, Sunday Wire, uh, we are going to trounce these liars and propagandists as we go forward. I like that prediction. I like that prediction. Yes. So uh, what you're saying is, yes, alternate current radio, independent radio programs, content creators in the ascendancy in 2022. Absolutely. I agree 100%. It actually is that 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 arc is already in progress. It's already happening. And so very, very uh, proud to be involved with ACR. It's true grassroots. Um, and I'll, I will say not grassroots, actually, uh, tree roots, tree roots, definitely some deep roots, uh, have formed in this community. And it means that, uh, it's not going to be blown over by any gust of wind or even any hurricane for that matter. Um, that's how strong the roots are, uh, at ACR and, uh, 21st century wire and UK column and many other great independent uh, ventures uh, that have been going on for quite some time. So, and uh, yeah, a lot of people are going to come together in 2022. I do see the, uh, the, the, what do they call it? The, the, the bonfires have been lit. <laughs> the lanterns have been lit. <laughs> That's right. And um, we all, we all know what we're dealing with, right? So, you know, that trepidation about the beginning of the, the battle, the war, you know what you're dealing with now. So there's, there shouldn't be any uh, confusion or trepidation with what we're up against. Uh, everybody sees it. We know, and, and pretty much the people who are serious know what needs to be done. And um, they're, they're in the process of, of doing it already. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be very interesting. But like your other commentators have said on this show, it's going to move quick. It's going to happen fast. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a bit rough. It's going to be a bit rough and tumble. I think we all understand that. The agenda hasn't slowed down very much, no matter how much has been exposed, no matter how many people have been exposed. Fauci's still in a gainful employment in the highest paid job in the U.S. government. So don't think that they're just going to pack up camp and disappear into their little private islands and alcoves. No, uh, this, this this agenda is steaming forward. So we we have our work cut out for us. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I'm going to say. But um, let's just your final, your final thoughts, Hesher, and we'll wrap up this epic Sunday Wire ACR Boxing Day blowout special. It's been an absolute amazing trip this week. And um, your final thoughts, Hesher. Uh, I just want to thank uh, you for all your hard work. Uh, 21stCenturyWire.com is uh, a labor of uh, love and a lot of other things, necessity and. Uh, yeah, we all really appreciate you, Patrick, and everybody else that works on 21stCenturyWire.com. Uh, congrats again on 400 episodes, and uh, looking forward to 2022, and appreciate you uh, facilitating this level of um, cross-pollination between all these great minds on the call today. It was a really interesting holiday, real interesting holiday, and uh, I think what us and our listeners are, are learning is that if if we uh, follow the principles of know thyself and know thy enemy, uh, we we are really going to go a long ways with uh, getting through these uh, these strange times. So thank you again. Thanks to the audience out there. Uh, and thanks for your patience once again on uh, our redeveloping of the website and some of the little technical glitches and the fact that we have uh, 
so many alcoves of uh, chat rooms and, and other places. We appreciate all of you that show up on all the different various platforms, social media platforms, chat platforms. We are doing our best to make that as concise and uh, easy to navigate as possible. But because of the level of opposition we're up against, uh, we're really having to try everything and see what works best for our style. So we appreciate everybody signing up uh, to all the various accounts and uh, supporting uh, different creators individually and stuff. Uh, Ruckus, myself, Spore, Mindspace, Pat, the rest of Alternate Current Radio. We're working hard to uh, prepare some more places where we can provide sort of a, uh, um, a, a more um, coherent umbrella where we can all hang out under and people can chat under. So we're working on making that very concise and we appreciate everybody's patience while we do so. And big thanks to all the 21wire.tv subscribers and the winter uh, fundraising drive donors and to those people out there that uh, contributed to the spring donation drive here at Alternate Current Radio and have continued to support us via Patreon, crypto, or PayPal, or whatever uh, throughout this year while we've been rebuilding the studio and uh, trying to uh, get everything rebooted as soon as possible. And we're making great strides toward that. Really excited to share everything with you. And uh, just to go through the list really quick, that I want to thank Ruckus. I want to thank Corey Drayton. I want to thank Mindspace Art, Odd Man Out, Sumo the Frog Troubadour, uh, Freddie Ponton, Mark Anderson, and you, Patrick. And uh, that's, that's all I got. And looking forward to... Uh, the next episode, which uh, I don't know, we may have to talk about next week at some point here. I think I might be out of the studio, but we'll figure something out. And uh, that's it for uh, ACR Central, man. Thanks for having us. No, no, it's been fantastic. And I'll go so far as to say that the last two weeks, uh, the, the, the road show we did uh, up there uh, in Liverpool uh, with Truth or Land, that, that and this episode is, you know, really a, a fabulous back-to-back episodes and today especially i mean we covered everybody who contributed today we covered so much ground today we've gone massively over time if you're on the live stream i don't think i can't remember when we've done a show uh, a four-hour show but um we sort of just done it and it's been incredible this is going to be fantastic listening uh for our audiences and uh and also a chance to meet meet some new people uh, on this show and see what they're doing and provide links back to their work and to ACR. So um, we did a ro another road show last week, Kesher. Uh, awesome. Felt like old times. Yeah, that was great, to... man. That was really fun. And we didn't even have to drop you into a uh, war zone where you needed security, did we? No, not at all. <laughs> it was pretty it was pretty safe, actually. Um, it, it, it just, uh, in, unless the COVID cops were going to come busting in at any moment and, like, require everyone to wear a mask or whatever, but we seemed to be... Uh, we seem to be sort of in a safe, uh, a safe zone there for that. But yeah, it was great. Good to be doing live broadcast on the road. That's really what we've done with the Sunday Wire and the, the ACR Alternate Current Radio Sunday Wire. We've we've definitely pushed the envelope in terms of innovation of radio, and that's why that's why we're here. That's and I think this is why this this network is. Uh, has uh, endured and gotten better and better. It's just because we are constantly innovating, constantly pushing the envelope. So are all the hosts and content creators on this network. That's why it's a special place. This is why you have a thriving community. 
And we hope that uh, we'll continue with that that sort of ethos uh, going forward, Hesher. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm uh, so pleased with uh, the direction and the audience that we've uh, brought here, and the colleagues that we, and friends that we've made. It's uh, it's it's really uh, I don't know. There's there's a certain alchemy here that is undeniable. Yeah, yeah. And a big shout out. We uh, we couldn't hook up with Basil Valentine this week. Uh, I think he was preoccupied, but a big shout out to our roving correspondent for culture and sport, Basil Valentine, who's been amazing uh, this past year, especially uh, providing on point commentary and is in his own style. Uh, Basil's just an important uh, component to the Sunday Wire. And so we really appreciate that. And all the other great guests that we've had on uh, this past year, uh, there's been some memorable interviews. Uh, the William Engdahl interview, Hesher, that we did a couple weeks ago, that thing has done really well across so many different media platforms, but I, I can't put it on YouTube, which I think is sad. Um, it deserves to have, you know, a few hundred thousand views on YouTube, but mm -hmm. of course it's not. But I will say on the aggregate, that show and the Vernon Coleman interview uh, that we did last month, um, are our two highest rated uh, programs that I can, at least when I checked on the aggregate um, for all the different platforms. But the Vernon Coleman had at least uh, probably 30, 30 35,000 um, listens on, on radio on the podcasting platforms in the first week. So, and the Engdahl uh, interview, it just it continues to accumulate listens as well. So the, the, that's really great, considering how throttled we've been on all these different platforms in terms of restricting our, our reach, as it were. Um, that's been fantastic. So it, that means, Asher, that people are still seeking out the, uh, the, the, the content, the material. They know where to come to find it. And um, so that's been great. Yeah, yeah, that's um, those those two guests super important. I uh, I think back to to this year's episodes, and I I can't even rank them. We've had so many wonderful interviews, and I want to thank all those people too that showed up to our interviews. And some of them weren't even taking interviews, and said, "Yeah, I'll do that show. I'll I'll come out of uh, semi retirement and do that show." Um, so yeah, that's a big thanks to them, and yeah, uh, underline your shout out to Basil. If uh, if people knew Basil as well as we do, um, they would know what um, what a lot of heart and soul he's put into Sunday Wire this year in particular. It's been a difficult year for everybody out there, and ourselves included. So yeah, Basil is uh, a, a true Sunday Wire uh, warrior, and he man, he's he's been with us since the beginning since before the beginning i don't know if people know that but basil's been a uh, long time contributor to sunday wire before acr even existed and he was on the uh, first and second and various episodes of boiler room so yeah uh merry christmas basil if you're out there yeah happy and merry christmas happy boxing day to mr valentine up at valentine towers on the south coast as well yeah he does occupy a very special office at the corner of the building most likely laden with oak and uh fine books and tobacco as well and a large screen tv to keep an eye on the racing but uh yeah basil's got an important space there in the acr headquarters um and we really appreciate his his contributions looking forward to the next one of course but um 
Well, that's it. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. That's the show. Thank you to Hesher, the team at ACR, uh, to all of the hosts at ACR as well, and everybody who joined us this week. It's been a phenomenal, phenomenal roundtable discussion. This was the Boxing Day blowout special that we envisioned, and we absolutely got it. We hope that you got something uh, out there in our listening world and that that was uh, a really valuable valuable roundtable discussion that we had this year looking back at 2021 looking forward at 2022 so look out for the top 10 conspiracies at 21st century wire that'll come out on new year's eve as usual and then the predictions for 2022 will come out on january 1st something to read some leisure reading for your new year's day and uh, i want to give a big shout out to before we talked about new dawn magazine they are a great supporter of 21st Century Wire, and we like to reciprocate that by supporting New Dawn Magazine. Uh, so c- just click and check them out. They're worth checking out, even if you're not going to actually pick up one at the moment. Just take a look at their back issues. You'll find it's absolutely amazing. So there's a number of uh, collector's items, let's say, all of their special editions. And so, again, you got to have an open mind to read New Dawn, and we think our listeners have that open mind. And also, a big shout out to Clive DeCarl. Clive, uh, if you are listening, thank you very much for uh, your contributions and guiding us through some of these health issues. If you're interested in health supplements, Clive has got an incredible range. You can help us out at 21st Century Wire by clicking through the Clive DeCaro links and shopping on his shop, but do it through 21st Century Wire, and then you can help us out uh, in the process if there's anything there that you like that you think is going to help you. So check out what Clive has got to offer, and also Surfshark. We've been searching high and low for VPNs and looking for a VPN that's got the full package but can offer that at a reasonable price. And we think we found a winner. We're backing Surfshark right now. And we think it's the best VPN of the top tier VPNs that are available in the world. We like Surfshark. They've hit all the qualifications for us. We have rigorously studied this market for months before picking a company that we think we can safely recommend. And at the moment, in terms of usability, in terms of speed, in terms of features, in terms of an awesome app, and in terms of unlimited devices for one account, nobody can beat the value all around of Surfshark, in our opinion. And in terms of privacy ethos, they're really high up on the list. And so they've ticked all those boxes, hence we're backing Surfshark. We'll hope that you'll take a look at Surfshark. They're, they're offering some incredible deals right now. And so if you want to check out the, what they've got in terms of packages, there's a good variety there. Surfshark, stay private, stay invisible with a good company and check them out. And you'll be helping us out if you click through the banner link for Surfshark at 21st Century Wire. That helps us out a little bit as well. And again, thank you to everybody who's joined in the winter fundraising drive, who's come on board. We are so humbled by the response. It's been amazing. So many people have showed up to support us on this most important fundraising drive of the year. This is going to fund us through to 2022. And this is the most, uh, definitely the most important fundraising drive that we've got uh, each year at 21st Century Wire. Big thanks to everybody who's jumped in to donate, or even better, who subscribed and became a member with 21wire.tv. And uh, we really, really appreciate that. Thank you, everybody who's jumped on board. Too many names to mention. We'll mention them in the next show as well. 
the other people who've donated and subscribed as well. Thanks so much. So that's it, ladies and gentlemen. That's it for the ACR Sunday Wire Boxing Day blowout. And we'll call it an extravaganza because we've gone massively over our normal time limit. But let me tell you, it's been worth it the whole way. And uh, I'm really proud uh, to be in this community. And uh, you guys are amazing, everybody. Hopefully, we've got plenty of segues to have conversations going forward this year. So hopefully, we'll be talking to some of these guests on this show uh, in the future as well. So take care, everybody. Have an awesome New Year's Eve. Have a great New Year's coming into 2022 and get ready to rumble. Uh, there's a lot going lot gonna to be happening this year and we hope that everyone's going to be ready for it. So take care. Good news, boppers. The big alert has been called off. It turns out that the early reports were wrong. All wrong. Now for that group out there that had such a hard time getting home. Sorry about that. I guess the only thing we can do is play you a song. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.